Good morning. I want to welcome you to Boiling Springs Baptist Church this morning. We are glad that you have chosen to worship with us uh, on this morning, and we would like to welcome you. If you are a visitor that is with us this morning, we would invite you at the end of our service to connect with one of our staff members, to connect with a member of our church. We would love to give you more information about our church. We would love to, uh, for you to be welcomed here, uh, and we're just so glad that you've chosen to be with us this morning. Just a few announcements uh, this morning. Uh, at the conclusion of our service, we will have our business conference, our monthly business conference this morning. Um, just to let the parents know of children, if you may have children who would be going to children's worship this morning, is that uh, your children will remain in worship until the conclusion of the business conference. So just so you don't have to worry about where they'll be or that kind of thing, they will be with Ellen in children's worship until business conference is over. Uh, we want to take note of the flowers that are placed in front of our sanctuary this morning. Uh, they were placed by Roger and Ellen Humphreys in honor of their mothers, and so we wanted to take place of those flowers this morning. I would ask that this time that you would take a look at your bulletin, if you got one this morning as you were coming in. As you notice the uh, perforated uh, tear-off that's, that's in your bulletin, we just want you to, to, to tear that off, to take a look at it. Uh, if you have prayer requests on the back of this, you can write those down and place them in the offering plate. If you are interested in, in joining our care ministry or just having more information about our church, uh, we would invite you to fill that out and put it in the offering plate this morning. We'd also ask that you would take note of the insert that's in your bulletin, of the, the multiple reminders of um, Skin Cancer Awareness Month and other reminders that are taking place on that sheet. We would just ask that you would take notice of that this morning. I want to have a special announcement about our service this evening. At 6 o'clock tonight, our children's music and missions will have their end-of-the-year program. Uh, the teachers and, and leaders have been working hard, and the children have been working very hard to prepare for this night. And so we would invite the whole congregation to join us at 6 o'clock tonight for our children's end-of-the-year program. Uh, we also want to take notice of a, of a few things happening this week, uh, that on Tuesday at 1130, uh, there will be an adult luncheon at Stroud Braided Rugs, um, and so that will be happening this Tuesday at 1130, and so we wanted to take notice of that. As I've said, we are so glad that, that you have decided to, to choose us to be at Boiling Springs Baptist this morning to worship with us. We hope that you would enjoy your experience here this morning and that we would glorify God in all that we do. Join us in worship.
It is on Christ the solid rock that we stand. And as we continue to think about that, please take your bulletin um, and you will find the words to our first hymn, In Christ Alone, printed there. Please stand as we sing, In Christ Alone. Good morning. It's so good to see you today. Some of you I've already seen this morning. 
with your smiling faces. It's Sunday, and we're here to worship. We're also here to share with each other, aren't we? Well, I want to read a scripture with you. Just one second. Hold on. It comes from Psalms 130. With all my heart, I wait for the Lord to help me. I put my hope in his word. Now, you know, what happens in about three weeks? We get out of school, don't we? And how hard are we waiting for that? Very hard, aren't we? Well, how many of you know what this is? Now, I have to be real careful because Miss Ellen has crammed it full. It's a calendar. And what do I do with the calendar? I mark the dates. Well, wait a minute. Let me get back here. All right. This is the month of June. Look at all this stuff. There's a lot, isn't there? There we're all going to be waiting to do. Like I am waiting so patiently for tonight. Because, see, I know that we've talked about singing and kids' worship and how when we sing, God talks. And how we sing, we show and share his love, don't we? Well, we've got all kinds of things coming up in June that we are going to wait for and listen and then have God use us the best way he can. I don't know how many of you came to the festival yesterday, but we had some girls who were putting some words out. This little lady right here, she had her little speech down pat. Free snow cones, but better yet, come to Boland Springs Baptist Church in June 5th specifically for Vacation Bible School. It's water day and we're going to have a good time. She told people all over the street yesterday about our church. She told people how much she loved the church by inviting people to come. And that's what I want you to do, is share your love and share what we're getting ready to do this summer, all the times that we're going to be together with a friend. Bring your friend to Vacation Bible School. Bring your friend tonight to hear you sing. I can't wait to see all your shining faces because when I see your shining faces, I see Jesus and I see how much you love the Lord. Okay? Well, I'm going to see all of you tonight shining, smiling. All right, let's pray. Dear Lord, this is the day that you have made let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we smile down, as we smile upward, we know that we are catching your love and sharing it with others. Lord, be with these children as this is an exciting day for them as they show off their love for you through their singing. Keep them safe. Watch over them. We love them dearly. Amen.
please take your hymnals and turn to hymn number 52, He Leadeth Me, O Blessed Thought. Please stand as we sing. Before I pray this morning, uh, let's continue to remember Wilda Perrin, who is um, continuing to um, decline in health. Uh, her and Phil uh, would very much appreciate our love, support, 
in our prayers for them at this time. Lou Reese is now at um, uh, White Oak in room 411 there in the rehabilitation area and uh, things have, are going well for her. And also we're glad to know that Clara Lowe, who is Roger's mom, uh, had, she had hip surgery this last Monday and is now doing well, is at home, and so we praise the Lord for that. Let's continue to remember Marie Hocutt. She is on our prayer list weekly, but she uh, is a member out of assisted living here in Shelby, but um, had a, uh, a hemorrhage um, and uh, was not doing well at all a few nights ago and is still in very critical condition, but she has been moved to hospice, uh, but uh, went from not speaking at all to speaking briefly yesterday. Uh, but uh, she would, uh, Catherine would very much appreciate um, prayers for the family at this time. And I would like to mention prayers for Catherine as well, as she will be fulfilling a commitment she made to speak somewhere and will be traveling this evening. Uh, and of course, in tomorrow as well, we're home. So be in prayer for her as she travels and speaks, but yet um, also relates and, and cares for her and is concerned for her mother as well. Uh, you may have concerns this morning that you bring into this place. I know you do. And I want to give you just a moment of silence this morning before I pray, but I want to encourage you to, maybe, maybe you're here with a, a thankful heart and a heart that's full of praise this morning, and take a moment to tell the Lord what you're thankful for, and, what, and maybe a moment to praise him this morning. But maybe you're deeply burdened about something, or someone this morning, or concerned, maybe some anxious about something that you're faced with this coming week. So let's take just a moment, I'll give you a few, just a moment there to pray on your own, and then I will lead us in a prayer this morning. Let's pray together. Father, I'm reminded this morning, as Abraham in the Old Testament could not count the stars, Lord, you not only count them all, but you know them all by name. And Father, when we think about um, your uh, sovereignty, we think about how big the God we, is, the God we serve is, Father, or you are, how big you are, Father, we are uh, grateful and humbled that you call us to be your children. Father, not only do you know the stars by name and you know all the, the planets and everything about the, the worlds that you have created, Father, the fact that you know us and walk with us in this life, help us to take encouragement by that today. Father, I pray that you would meet each one here today at the point of their need. Lord, uh, if their hearts are filled with praise today, may they continue to exalt you and lift you on high this day. Father, for those of us who need to be directed back to praise, maybe directed back to your word and directed back to you today. Maybe our, we've been distracted this week or for whatever reason we're, we're loaded down by the anxieties of the world. Uh, we're concerned about family members. We're concerned about jobs and about community and about our world today. Father, we lift these concerns to you this day. Lord, uh, we ask for that peace that passes all understanding to guard our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Father, walk beside those who are recovering at home uh, this day who are not with us, Lord, may they know that we love them and we are thinking of them this day. We pray for those who are struggling physically. Lord, we think of Marie Hocutt. We ask for your blessing on her life. Be with the family as well during this time. Father, we pray for Wilda and Phil Perrin. We lift up Lou Reese. We thank you for Clara Lowe and successful surgery this week. Father, we have so much to be grateful for and remind us of those things this day. But Father, challenge us in ways that we need to be challenged this day. Lord, encourage us in ways that we need that as well. Again, speak to each heart in the ways that we need to be spoken to today. And Father, help us to be careful to give you all the praise and glory. Father, we're thankful for your son, Jesus Christ, and it's in his name we pray. Amen. Let's continue in a spirit of prayer as we sing together hymn number 60, Be Thou My Vision. Please stand.
Let's pray together this morning. Father, as we come to you with, with worshipful hearts, we are both burdened from the busy week and of the week ahead, but we are also grateful, God. Let us re- remind ourselves and each other of the many gifts that you have given us in our lives. Father, I pray that during this time of our service that, that we would reach into our hearts, that we would listen to your calling, that we would listen to your word, that we would give back in a way to you that, that is appropriate, whether it be through money or our deeds or our actions, our witness, the way that we live. Father, I pray that we would give back to you a portion of which you give so much to us. Father, we are grateful for your love, for your mercy, and for your grace. God, we love you, and I pray that you would direct our paths and that we would live for you in all that we do. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning is from 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verses 9 and 10. And Jabez was more honorable than his brethren. And his mother called him Jabez, saying, 
because I bear him with sorrow. And Jabez called on God of Israel, saying, O that thou wouldest bless me indeed, and enlarge my coast, and that thine hand might be with me, and that wouldest keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested.
choir and Roger, Cheryl. Thank you, Sherman, for reading what is a familiar passage to some, but maybe very unfamiliar to others, the prayer of Jabez. So thank you, Sherman, for, for doing that this morning. Uh, this is the time of the year for graduation. We talked about that, had a great emphasis on that this last Sunday. And for those of you, maybe if you were out at somewhere else last week and you graduated, uh, let me wish you congratulations. But I, as I look out across the audience, I'm finding one or two uh, that has recently graduated. And so, again, congratulations. But also, uh, I would like to congratulate any of you who sat through a graduation ceremony this year as well. Um, uh, I hope it was a momentous and joyous occasion, I'm sure, because your loved one and friend was graduating, but you also sat through most likely the reading of hundreds of names, uh, many of which that uh, were very hard to pronounce from the one reading them, I might add. Uh, so you were also to be commended if you, if you sat through that, uh, that, that reading of those names. And so this morning, we've read a passage from this book called First Chronicles. Now, when you're chronicling something, okay, you, you do what? You record the names and you, you know, it, it, it's, not, it's not exciting. It's just not. There's no way to make it exciting. But what we find in this book called First Chronicles are genealogies. And in chapter 4, we see the genealogy of Judah, one of the uh, 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 significant uh, characters in the Old Testament, and we stumble upon verses 9 and 10, which calls us to pause. There are other verses uh, in Chronicles that do the same thing. You read through these long lists of genealogies, and, uh, you know, as I said a few weeks ago, um, these, these lists in the Scripture are not something that we typically run to and preach from. Uh, no one wants to, to run there. And so today we find ourselves in a very unfamiliar book to many, but a very familiar section of this book for many of you as well. When the, uh, the, the, the different deacons or others uh, that are asked from time to time to read Scripture, the number one question that I have from all of them is they'll ask me, they'll say, well, are there any hard words in this passage that you're giving me to read? And I'll say, well, and I'll kind of, I hadn't really thought much about it, and usually the answer is no, but occasionally there will be, and I'll have to maybe try my best. I may not have the exact pronunciation, but... Um, uh, they may have to find another translation, something that maybe makes it a little bit easier to read. But that's the number one question is, are there names here that, that are difficult to read? Uh, but from this list of names comes an ordinary guy who prayed an amazing prayer. And um, from everything we know of this ordinary guy uh, is, is included in two verses. And so uh, let me read them again quickly. Jabez was more honorable than his brother's. And his mother named him Jabez, saying, Because I bore him with pain. Or some translations may say sorrow. Now Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, O God, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border, enlarge my territory, and, or enlarge my influence, if you will, that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm, that it may not pain me. And God granted him what he requested. His mother named him Jabez, the Hebrew name meaning pain, or suffering, um, maybe, uh, or maybe he will cause pain, or, or uh, he causes, or again, or will cause pain. Maybe there was great pain at childbirth, or the mother uh, that was going through a great time of despair in her life named her child this. Um, how would you like to go through life being called pain? You know, I imagine that the Hebrew families of that day would, would you know, their mother, the moms as the kids go out to play, you know, uh, it wasn't play in the street, it was don't hang out with that boy named pain. You know, uh, we don't want any of who he is to rub off on you or rub off on us. 
Names were significant in that day and age. And so I imagine that Jabez may have been raised a little different from other kids in the sense that simply because of the name. And they knew that there was meaning and relevance to that name. And no one, may, maybe they did, maybe they did, maybe they didn't know the, the meaning behind the name. We don't know. But nevertheless, you know, don't hang out with that boy. Don't get too close to that boy named Payne. That may have been a common saying. Um, doesn't sound too much like a promising start, does it? No, I don't think so. Uh, the mother named him, which has great significance. Why not the father? It was custom that the father would do this, and so we see here that the mother named him. Uh, was he born out of wedlock? We could pose other questions here. What do we know about Jabez? We could pose all kinds of questions. Well, verse 9, we know that he was more honorable than his brothers. He was a man of integrity and character. In a life filled with pessimism, he prayed a courageous prayer that God heard, and we know according to scripture, that God answered. The prayer begins that you would bless me indeed. The word bless in our common vernacular in our day-to-day has taken on far less significance than it did here in the Old Testament. To bless someone in the Old Testament took on supernatural meaning. We use the word bless often around a meal or if someone sneezes, but in the Old Testament it had far greater significance than you and I could imagine. It took on a supernatural sense. Jabez was, Jabez was tired of being Jabez. He might have said, I've been Jabez long enough. And so he went to God and he asked God what he did. I rarely use alliteration in my sermons, but I feel it's appropriate based on how I felt about this uh, word bless today. Um, but um, there was a personal blessing here that, that Jabez asked for, uh, that, that God would bless him. But there was also a plentiful blessing, that you would bless me indeed. This would be like if we put five exclamation points at the end of a sentence uh, for the Hebrew people here. When he says, bless me, and he, he could have stopped, but he said, bless me indeed. So a plentiful blessing. And it was also a purposeful blessing. We get the idea as we read this passage that Jabez wasn't asking this prayer for some selfish reasons. That Jabez was asking God the things that he did to see the things of God expand, to see, um, to see purpose. There's a difference between I've often said wilderness living and promised land living. When you're out in the wilderness, we're just kind of wandering around aimlessly, and there's, there's not a great sense of purpose there. But promised land living is different. Uh, there's, a, there's a sense of purpose there. And so that's the feeling that I get when I read this passage that, there, that Jabez is asking for this personal blessing, uh, purposeful blessing. Last week we talked about things that only God can do. We talked about things that there are some things in life when, when we pray that uh, only we can do. Only we can, can form our character. Only we can form our habits. Only we can make certain choices. But there are certain things that only God can do. God can be the only one who sanctifies us, who saves us, uh, and who, who makes us to stand uh, as a child of his before the Father. Author Bruce Wilkerson write, writes this in his book, The Prayer of Jabez. He says, when we ask for God's blessing, we're not asking for more of what we could get ourselves. We're crying out for the wonderful unlimited goodness that only God has the power to know about or to give us. Solomon wrote in Proverbs 10:22, excuse me, Solomon wrote, yes, in Proverbs 10:22, the Lord's blessing is our greatest wealth, and all our work adds nothing to it. What is interesting is that Jabez was not specific. He simply asked for God's blessing, no details for us anyway. He left it entirely up to God to decide what the blessing would be and where, when, and how he would receive it. The spirit of the request, again, is not asking for a car or a million dollars, but the spirit of the request 
It's that in, in wanting nothing more than what God wants. He didn't know what, I don't know if he could clearly unpack what he meant when he asked God to bless him indeed. He wanted God's presence in, in his life and flowing through his life. And I think about that for us as a church and for us individually. What an incredible prayer. There's a lot here, and we can't get into everything this morning. But what a great prayer. God, bless me. Bless me indeed. Bless me that I may be a blessing to my family. Maybe they are. I hope, I hope our family always sees us as a blessing. But bless me, you know, help, help your presence in me to be evident at home with my family. Help your presence in me to be evident in my workplace. As I go about community, as I go about the business of life, may you bless me indeed. I want nothing more for my life than what you want. This is where I want us to camp out for just a minute this morning when it says, when he asked to enlarge my border, to enlarge my territory, if you will. I feel that he was saying, God, take my sphere of influence and enlarge it. Give me greater ambition. If we pray this for our church, it may sound a little like this. God, take Boiling Springs Baptist Church and expand our abilities. Expand our influence in this community. Expand our resources, not so that we can say to others, hey, look at us, but because we want to see miracles. We want to see your kingdom expand. We want to see people who are out here in relationship to Jesus take that next step to come a little bit closer. We want to see those who have already taken that step to come to Jesus grow closer to Jesus. Expand our territory. Enlarge our influence. The request for Boiling Springs Baptist Church is God give us opportunities for greater influence in our community. We're tired of seeing things that we see within our culture. We're tired of seeing families that are struggling and that are falling apart. We're tired of just getting by. Give us greater influence as we relate with students and teachers. Lord, we want to see greater influence uh, within our food pantry and the ministry that we have to those who are struggling within our community. We want to see greater influence in our children's ministry and our youth ministry and with our music ministry, with our adult small groups, whether Sunday school or small, whatever growth uh, group you may be involved in or, or, that we, or that we have here. God, show us, not only bless us, but enlarge our influence in this community of Boiling Springs, within this county of Cleveland County, within this part of our state, within our state, within our nation, and within our world. We have people who stand on this pulpit most Sundays and give an update on some type of missions endeavor, whether that be a local endeavor here in Shelby, something local right here within our church and community, whether our food pantry, our daycare ministry, uh, whatever it may be. But we stand here and we do that because we want to see the needs of people met. And not only do we want to see their needs met, but we want to see them met in the name of Christ. We want people, wherever they may be, wherever they may fall in relationship, to Christ. We want to see them growing closer to Christ. And whether that means meeting a physical need or some other need that someone may have, we want to do all of what we do in the name of Christ. But he says, not only bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, but he also says that your hand may be with me. You and I can all give testimony, I think, to times in our lives when we can feel that hand of God in us and, and surrounding us and, and upon us in a very powerful way. I wish I could say every day I live with that sense that, that God's just leading me to this person and that thing and this thing. But there are times, though, I hope that you can go back to. I know I can as well. Uh, and I, again, I wish those times were more frequent where we know and can, can give testimony of God's hand being upon us. There's something about God's hand that denotes power and denotes authority. Uh, if great and miraculous things are going to happen, God's hand has to be upon us and remain upon us um, if God, again, if God-sized things are going to take place. I love 
what I heard said before, uh, this quote, where someone said, God, help us to attempt something so large that failure is guaranteed unless you step in. That's a, that's a big faith size prayer right there. That's something that we cannot do. Remember, we talked about things that only God can do and things that we can do. Um, God, help us to attempt something so large that failure is guaranteed unless you step in. What a faith-filled prayer. There's also a sense of dependence on God here with Jabez. When he says that your hand may be with me, I think Jabez acknowledged, was acknowledging in this prayer in a subtle way that I can't do it all. The ways that you may choose to use me, the ways that you may transform me from, from, from living a life of pain and, and, and isolation to living a life that's fully blessed and, um, and, and on fire for God, I, I confess that I can't do that on my own. I hear that in, in Jabez's prayer, but this sense of dependence. Uh, we are independent people. It's part of who we are. It's part of our nature. But I think as we look to Christ, as we take that ne- next step toward him, we become people who acknowledge our dependence, our dependence on God and his presence in our lives. Moses and Jeremiah both said, when, they, when we think about dependence, Moses and Jeremiah both said, I can't speak well. They were dependent on God. When was the last time we asked God to put his hand upon our lives? I love the, uh, the little hidden jewel that's found in the next book with all these names, Second Chronicles 16.9. The author speaks of the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. I love the image that that puts in, in my life and in my head. Eyes, the eyes of the Lord search the whole earth in order to strengthen those whose hearts are fully committed to him. We don't want to be a church that is moving forward in our own strength. There's a lot of gifts and a lot of skill sets and talents and abilities here in this church. And if we put our heads together, we can do some, some pretty good things, and with a willing spirit as well. But I want there also to be that sense of dependence. We need to use our giftedness that God, the ways that he has blessed us, but be dependent upon the fact that his spirit must be in us and must work through us as we serve and as we minister in his name, and that we're not doing what we're doing in our own strength. We need your Holy Spirit working in our ordinary lives so that these God-sized things may happen. In the last part of his prayer, he says that you would keep me from evil or harm. The more God answers our prayers as a church, the more the enemy will seek to tear down and will seek to divide. The more we should be prepared to confront different influences or attacks that may be upon us. When God blesses, we may get big egos. Success brings with it greater opportunity for failure. As our church moves forward in ministry, we need to be mindful of the fact that, yes, God has blessed us and, and, and own and take, and, and take a, a sense of ownership for, yes, he has blessed us. But at the same time, we must give credit where credit is due. And all the, the, any good things that happen through this church, God is to receive the glory and not you or not me. That you would keep me from evil and that I may not cause pain. Here it comes back around again, if you notice that. It was here at the beginning of our time in describing Jabez, and it comes back around again in the prayer. We can't help but wonder and and look into Jabez's life and wonder what significance this name had over his life, if there were any strongholds in the sense of this name being given to him at birth. But he prays in his prayer that I may not cause pain. And the scripture says, so God granted him what he requested. 
Are you and I ready to ask God to do a work in our hearts and in our lives? I recognize this time of the year, you know, I try to be respectful of, of the seasons that exist within life and the seasons that exist within church life. And we're getting ready uh, to go into a new season, if you will. We're getting ready to go into that summer season. And many of you are thinking and already made vacation plans. We're already thinking about things for the summer and maybe slightly beginning to think about things for the fall and, and next year and that type of thing. But um, uh, I'm excited. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to uh, issue a couple of challenges to the church. You know, we've, we've, we challenged you about a year ago to read through Proverbs, and many of you did that. We challenged you over Easter to, to read through and listen through the New Testament, and many did that as well. Uh, this summer, I want you to be thinking about, I'll go ahead and say it, I want to encourage you to be thinking about uh, Psalms and how you can divide those up. Maybe uh, you want to read through it in 60 days. It may be that you want to start in June and, and end in August. But uh, the Psalms have much to teach us, much to learn from, much to reflect upon. And I want us to be thinking about that as we move into the summer and how you can, maybe on your vacation or just in your summer days, uh, read through. It's 150 chapters. And so it, there's not an even way to divide that out. But I want to challenge you to be, to be thinking about that. But um, are you and I ready for God to move and to work in our lives? Uh, we have to be open, first of all, to allow him to do that. We have to acknowledge our dependence upon him and be open, again, to allow him to speak and to move within us. Let me read the passage in just a little bit different way for us. God bless us indeed. Enlarge our influence in this community. May your hand guide us and empower us because we're going to need your hand on us to do the things that you've called us to do. When the, when the blessings and the influence and the power come, we will need you to keep us from the temptation. I, I'm just I, uh, changing what I put here, but need you, we, God, we need your help to keep us from the temptation of patting ourselves on the back and saying, wow, look what we have done. But as God begins to move, as God begins to work in your heart and in mine and do great things through us as a church, may we again turn the glory to God and not in any way to us. I want to ask three questions as I begin to close this morning. Uh, what is your name? And we could have some fun with that this morning. If your name was based on your character or your uh, uh, traits, um, husbands and wives could hit each other and have some fun with this, but you know, what would your name be? Would it be joy? Would it be criticism? Would it be um, stubborn? Would it be indifferent? Um, or would it be passionate? Would it be loving? Would it be forgiving, caring? If God were to name us, if we were to name ourselves based on how we relate with our family and relate with others, what would our name be? And let me ask you another question this morning. Where are you? Okay, yes, you're in your pew right now, but um, where are you spiritually? Do you have spiritual ambitions? Do you have desire to live a life of meaning? Jabez was tired of being pain. He asked God for something more, and God granted him what he asked for. And the last question is, what are you asking of God this morning? We talked about the fact that um, a lot of times, I don't know about you, but we find ourselves, I would confess that sometimes I find myself praying for a lot of small things. And those small things are important. They're important to me. They're important to God. But at, at the same time, what I find out is many of those small things that I pray for, if I really set my mind to it, uh, I can make a difference and do something about these small things that I'm praying about. But let me ask you the question again. What are you asking of God? Are you asking God for big things? Or maybe you at one point asked God for big things, but lately you haven't been asking God for big things. I want to encourage you as a church to join with me 
and ask God for the big things. And I think as we do that, he will challenge each of us in ways that we can serve, in ways that we can love, in ways that we can uh, communicate to others the good news that's found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Asking God for the big things, for your family, for your community, and for this church. Will you join me this morning in the spirit of the prayer of Jabez? And let us ask God to bless us. And not only to bless us, but to bless us indeed. To enlarge our territory, to enlarge our influence within this community and within our world today. We live in a world that desperately needs to hear the good news that we have to offer them. And so will you join me in praying big prayers? Father, forgive us for always, for, Lord, for coming to you with, uh, well, we don't need to pray forgive us for the small things, but Lord, help us to be mindful of the ways that you would choose to work and move within us. Lord, help us to know how we can work on the small things, and Father, help us to continue to lift up those small things. But God, we ask that you would bless us. We ask that you would enlarge our territory. That, Father, you, we would not cause pain to others, but, Father, we would be a blessing to all we come in contact with. Lord, teach us more about what that means as a church for us to increase our influence. We pray that that could take place, Lord, through our worship services, through our ministries with children and with youth and through our music, through our outreach ministries, through our small groups, other growth opportunities that we have here as a church. Enlarge our territory. Enlarge our influence, Father, so that we can communicate with others the good news, the purposeful living, that is found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Father, we love you. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. If you are here today, maybe you've never trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe uh, we haven't talked about this in the last few weeks, but maybe you've put your faith and trust in the Lord, but you haven't followed through with baptism. I would love to talk with you about that and, and have an opportunity to do that soon. If you're here today and desire to pray or have something on your heart or mind that uh, you would like to, to, to talk about or to pray Together, uh, we invite you to come. Let's stand and sing together.